Hobby Addict の時間です It's time for Hobby Addict And now here are your anime addicts Hey guys, welcome to episode 257 of Hobby Addicts. Yay! 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 I am your host, Mitsugi, of course, and I'm joined by Caroline. Caroline, how are you? Hello! I'm doing pretty well. Oh, good. Pretty, pretty good. You sound, you sound、uh, in good spirits today, I would say. You know, it's been a pretty great weekend. Yesterday had some great weather.、Um, I dressed up for no reason and now I'm back into leggings and a t shirt. So, yeah. <laughs> All right, well, leggings and a t shirt, as far as I know, seems to be popular attire for, for ladies these days.、So uh, it's pretty much the only attire. That's what my girlfriend <laughs> would be wearing. We also have Mason. Mason, how、Hello. are you? I'm doing well. I'm locked and loaded, aka I just got back from Costco and I have、oh. restocked the fridge, and that's what I mean. <laughs> And, oh, wow. And, and what was the my number one most exciting item that you bought from Costco?、Mm, hmm. I, I, every time I go there, I get these containers of pesto because pesto is the greatest flavor in the history of mankind. It is great. Pesto is besto. Yeah, pesto and a lot of green、uh, guacamole. Little, they have little packets,、mm. and、uh, those just make my day. So Respect- those were the winning picks. Respectable choices, my friend. Thank you, thank you. I'm doing okay. I, I got COVID vaccinated on Friday, and so I, I was pretty much sick all weekend. You know, they say. Yeah, like, you talked your ear off of, our ears off about it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> they're say, like, Mitsugi, stop it. We know you got the vaccine. We know you're feeling sick. I'm just a baby bitch. So I tend to like. <laughs> so, so, like, they say, like, if, you've got, if, you, if you had COVID beforehand, you have a bad reaction to that first shot. They warned us, and they were right. I was like. Having like,、uh, like fever dreams all night last night, but then the, the fever broke around 7 a.m. and I took some more Advil and I, I feel okay now. So,、um, ready to fucking go.、Uh, on Hobby Addicts today, we sh- and people, p- people、uh, the vaccine was very easy for those of you that haven't gone to do it yet. Free and easy. It took like five minutes.、Um, I saw the King Kong vs. Godzilla movie. I don't know how much we'll talk about that, but I can opine about that now. Um, Caroline is going to talk about Stuff You Should Know podcast. I'm always looking for new podcasts to listen to. Oh, well, this is my absolute favorite. I've、uh, been、oh, wow. listening to them since、uh, 2015, so it's been a while. Wow. Okay. Well, we hear about that. And Mason has,、uh, he's going to talk about the West Wing TV series, which I've heard about lots of times, but I don't, I don't even know what that's about. And The Art of Language Invention, which is, sounds, like, sounds like an oh so very Mason book. Yeah, it kind of is. Both of these are little short things, and I figured by themselves, I don't know if I'd have enough to talk about. Well, why don't we talk, start with Caroline?、Um, since Caroline wasn't here last week, we'll, we'll, start with, we'll start there. How about that? Aww, okay. So, this is something that's been in my, my back burner to talk about on Hobby Addicts because, I don't know, it's just something that I could always talk about if I don't have anything really going on within the last week, which I didn't really do much. So, I figured, well, let's talk about it this week. So, this podcast has been going on for probably like a decade or something. I don't even know.、Um, and they have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of episodes, each one talking about something very random,、uh, just something that they feel like the, their audience can learn something about.、Um, 
So it could be anything from how grass works to this uh, very little known story of something that happened in World War II and, um, you know, Roanoke or um, uh, how buffets work, that kind of thing. It's, it's very, it expands several different varieties of, you know, genres and uh, it, they just go through and tell you all about different topics. And it's very educational. I can't say that I've listened to every single episode, but I listened to almost every single episode that I found intri- like I want to learn more about. So that probably it's probably about like 500 episodes I've listened to over oh, the past wow. five years. I would say. Um, I still have not caught up to them. I remember when I first started listening to them, I said, "Okay, I'm going to start from the very beginning, listen to all the episodes that I think I may be interested in, and work my way up to the most recent episodes." And it's been five years, and I still haven't done it yet. Um, mostly because I've just taken long breaks from them. I only listen to them when I am done listening to the most recent episodes of other podcasts that I listen to. Um, but right now, I have entered December of 2020, so I'm almost there. <laughs> Let's see here. Wow, they have a lot of ratings on here. Oh, it's iHeartRadio. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, initially they were through, you know, um, How Stuff Works. The, that company. Um, and then I think a few years ago, they got bought out by iHeartRadio, so now they're under their company. Ooh, how, how the Titanic worked. That sounds interesting. Yeah, so they're usually like 45 minutes to an hour of, you know, just explaining every aspect of any topic. They even have shorter episodes called Short Stuff that last about 15 minutes or so, and those are about, you know, a lot like smaller topics that can be condensed into that time. Um, and you know, every year they do a Halloween special where they just read out, um, uh, for public use of uh, scary stories. And they have Christmas episodes where they, you know, talk about Christmas traditions. And the website, How Stuff Works, they pick, they usually take inspiration from an article that's already been written. Mm-hmm. Then they do like extra research if needed. Um, but you know, they. Since they are writers, I'd say that they are pretty uh, used to doing research on their own about certain topics. Got it. Okay. Well, what was your favorite thing that that you've learned from them so far? Do you have a favorite? Oh, it's so hard because there are so many episodes. <laughs> um, I that's like that's that is like a hard question to answer, to be honest. Um, but if you give me a second, I can look through some of their episodes and I'll pick out a recent favorite. I just can't think of anything off the top of my head. Should we return to that? Yeah. Uh, yeah. We can, yeah, yeah, we can talk about Mason and then we can come back to it if you'd like. Okay, let's it's do It's called Stuff You Should Know Podcast. Is there anything that you learned where you were like, wow, I absolutely needed to know that? <laughs> well, there is it one, just nice actually, to know? There is one that uh, I always think back to in my mind. It was in, it was a World War II uh mission that occurred and I had like I'm thinking to myself this is amazing how did this even happen so they wanted to leak false information to the Nazis so what they did was they got a plane and they got a recently deceased person like a random person uh, I think it was like even a homeless guy they dressed him up as a pilot they put them into the uh, the seat of a, of a of a plane and they had this whole team like 
come up with an entire backstory for this pilot to make it look super real. Um, they, they gave him a picture of his family. They made up documents about him. They had an entire history for this person up and ready to go to put little clues of it into the plane so it would look as legit as possible. And then they set him off with false information into a place that they knew the Nazis would get it. Get it. Um, and I think that is just amazing. <laughs> like, I, would, I was just interested in learning about this fake person's life. That's what they were talking about in this podcast episode. Okay. Everybody loves Nazis. I don't know Nazis. if I need to know that, but it's interesting. <laughs> Nothing about this is stuff that you absolutely need to know, but it's stuff that makes the world a lot more interesting. Um, and in that way, it's stuff that you really should know. It changes your, your perspective on things a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, if anything, these episodes have added to my knowledge of random things. And with that, given me a little bit of a head start on Jeopardy at some points, like if a random topic comes up, then I can sometimes just draw from the information that I've learned randomly. Are you a big Jeopardy fan? Oh, yeah. Big Jeopardy fan. Oh, wow. Okay. All right, Mason, we'll come back to figure out what the number one thing was. <laughs> but, uh, but Mason, would you like to talk to us about West Wing? Yeah, I'll do West Wing. Um, so I finally finished it. I have been talking about this show for five or six months now, uh, back when I started it, when it was on Netflix, and now it moved to HBO Max, which was the reason that I started that uh, subscription to that service so I could finish it. It is a, it's one of those Aaron Sorkin created shows, and it ran for seven seasons from like 1999 to 2006. So it's like 150 plus episodes long. Each episode is like 42 minutes. So it took a little while to get through. Uh, me and my family, we all watched it together. We'd watch maybe one or two episodes a night. So that's why it took <laughs> as long as it did. And this show is fantastic. I, I highly recommend it. The the first four seasons are really very solid. Seasons five and six are kind of, they start to lose the ball a bit. And then the final season, season seven, goes back to being very good. So for the most part, at least watch, you know, the first couple seasons. And even by a couple episodes, you will know if this is your thing or not. But what this show is, it's a glimpse into the workings of the presidential office with this uh, fictional what they call the Bartlett administration. So it's, you know, takes place in the early 2000s where a democratically elected president wins the White House and it's a look into both kind of what he does but more so about all the staff and people that surround him and the system. So the chief of staff, the press secretary, people like that who kind of are doing all the work behind the scenes that if you are just a very casual interactor with politics you really don't know all that much about and really watching this show has taught me so much about the office and yes it is a little dramatized and simplified for the sake of tv but i feel like especially with let's just say all the political kerfuffles in the <laughs> world today yeah uh, having this as a just good point of reference for being like oh i know what this person does now when they talk about them on tv so very good from that regard and it had a lot of like big TV and upcoming actors uh, from the time. You had some people like Martin Sheen, Rob Lowe, Dulé Hill, 
And uh, just just in one episode, Caroline, just for you. And my brother and I flipped our shit when we we recognized it. But <laughs> and uh, do you know who Makoto Iwamatsu is? Oh, is that the voice of Iroh from? He is. Uh, from he Avatar. Is. He just goes by the name like Mako in like acting credits, but this he in one episode he makes like a five minute guest appearance, and as soon as he started talking. My brother and I were like, oh, my goodness, it's Uncle Iroh. Oh, my goodness. And he also did, like, Aku and Samurai Jack. And you should not watch the show just for that. But it was just such a sweet, like, encounter. But anyway, um, it's very smartly written, very fast dialogue. It's one of those shows that kind of developed the what they call the walk and talk style of filming where, you know, you have two characters having a conversation, but during this entire time, it's like one single shot of them like walking through different corridors and offices of the White House with the camera like panning around them as they move through like their environment. And I just love that look. I love feeling like you're right there with them and you really learn just the layout even of the office as you're doing it. So very well done. It's mostly pretty accurate to politics. I mean, they have a lot of like consultants and if you just look at the number of awards the show has won from Peabody Awards, Golden Globes, 26 Emmys, um, including like Best Drama, which it won like four consecutive years. Like it's a big name, super popular show. Like most people have heard of it in some regard, but in the year 2021, uh, it still holds up. Highly recommend it. The only people I would give like caution to is at the beginning, it definitely leans left of center. So if your family is, like, very adverse to that, maybe not for you. But for everyone else, uh, please check it out. You know, fun fact, my parents were massive fans of The West Wing when it was airing. Mm -hmm. And so they would, whenever they see an episode rerun, they would tell me that, oh, you know, back when, before we had my older sister, um, they would have West Wing Wednesdays where they would sit, watch The West Wing and have chicken wings. (laughs) That's uh, <laughs> oh I I, I was like, missing out. <laughs> I like chicken wings. You got, ooh, you got. My I would have attention. had to eat wings every night then, though. <laughs> I mean, but if it was West Wing Wednesdays, exactly. If it's a once a week thing, yeah. But I'm not hip enough. I'm not from the past. So oh, you can try to be hip if you want to. <laughs> maybe, maybe. So, so we all know how that turns out. So Caroline, what is your go-to like 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 wing sauce? Are you are you going for like the buffalo or is it the the hot or is it like the garlic like what are you going for? as an no. ex-buffalo wild wings uh, <laughs> oh that's right <laughs> I, yeah. yes i used to work i'm at putting buffalo a lot of wings. steak in your in your take here now a thing that i had a lot of experience with was people asking me what do you recommend as a sauce but the thing is is that i'm not really a big spice person like i like i like a little spice but nothing too hot that i can't that like that actually hurts my tongue um so they would ask me, what do you recommend? I'm like, well, if you are looking for a spicy sauce, then this sauce is popular. Um, but what I personally recommend, if, if you're looking for a little bit of spice, um, you know, I, I, like an, I like a sweet chili sauce. It's really nice. I like that. Um, but other than that, I do like barbecue. And if we're talking about bar- uh, uh, Buffalo Wild Wings, uh, Parmesan garlic is pretty good. Ooh, that's a winner. Um, Yeah. Although, actually, when I had it, when I had, you know, maybe like 10 wings of it, you kind of do need something to go with it. Because having too much of the garlic parmesan is just too much. 
So I also like teriyaki, so sometimes I get those two things together, like some wings teriyaki, some wings Parmesan garlic, or sweet barbecue, or something like that. If you aren't splitting your sauces across like half of your wing order at B-dubs, you are a casual, and I do it's not true. like you. <laughs> oh um, yeah, so if anybody is wondering, you can split your sauces, and I say, yes, you can. Every five wings, you can do a new sauce, just in case you don't know. I always like, what is it, Asian zing or something? What is? The... Oh, yes, Asian zing. That's the, that's the chili sauce I was talking yeah, about, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Asian zing is pretty good, yeah. I, uh, I just, yeah. I, I just like, uh, like true blue buffalo. Like, you know, that's, but, but I think my favorite one that they've got is like the gar, was it garlic hot or something? Isn't there like hot a gar- barbecue? Isn't there like a garlic, a hot, like a hot spicy garlic? garlic. Spicy garlic is my favorite. That shit's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Where were we? What were we even talking uh, about? I, I was pretty much West done wing. with the West Wing. I just want to shout out, though, like, this is one of those old school shows where the first two seasons are in the, like, four by three, like, standard definition only aspect ratio. Very, very retro. Oh, wow. But then, but then they go 16 by 9. Well, then. Okay. There you go. On that note, I saw the Godzilla movie. Uh, I went to my movie theater on Tuesday... And was happy to see um, enough people in there that it makes me feel like the theater won't go under. Um, I think it's because it's owned by like a corporation that I think owns like a bunch of stuff. So they were probably floating the theater while it, you know, made no money for a whole year. But um, the movie was pretty. We know I, I know we talked about this last week, so I won't be I won't be verbose about it. But the movie was honestly I didn't think it was very good. Um, like. The special effects, of course, were good. You know, Godzilla looked good. You know, they don't fuck him up. Like, it's like King Kong always looks the same. He's just a big gorilla. But, uh, but, uh, but, King, but Godzilla, I've seen him like, you know, designed in a couple of different ways, and they're not always good. <laughs> and um, one thing I learned about the movie is that King Kong skips leg day. He definitely skips leg day. What do you think? Uh, I mean. Can't he walk on his hand? Oh, I guess he does spend some time on his feet, so you can't blame him. You he can't blame ha- the boy. He just has these little spindly legs. He looks like a dude in the gym who's all top heavy. He doesn't he's got this big old chest, he's got these big arms, he likes, Oh look at me, bro, chest press two fifty. Uh. and then he's like <laughs> and then his legs look like little toothpicks. Like that's how I feel about King Kong in this movie. He just has the stick little stick legs. And then like Godzilla has like this has like the weakest little flimsiest arms ever. And then he's got like these big old thick thighs. Like he's like Godzilla's like the guy that goes to the gym and he does nothing but squats. And then and then uh King Kong's the guy in the gym who's like doing nothing but like bench press and, and like bicep curls. <laughs> Mitsugi, have you never heard of the Tyrannosaurus Rex? <laughs> I yeah. Well, yes. King exactly. Of, so you got you got the big thick thighs. And you got the tiny arms. That's because they don't really use the arms. They use their thighs. I mean, it's just it's, well, it's just proving that legs are better than arms. Why would you... Yeah, it's just... You don't need them. Why would you need arms when you can shoot lasers out of your mouth? Well, God, Godzilla also has, a, you know, also has a tail. that He's probably got a tremendous tail whip, but... I don't know. His arms aren't quite as spindly as a T-Rex arm. Like, like he's, got, he's got more, more arm to him than, like... Uh, you know, than like a T-Rex, but I still feel like his arms aren't really all that useful. And 
Godzilla has a tiny head. He's got a tiny I, head. He's got a little I'll tell head. you who I think. Sorry. I'll tell you who I really think looks super strange. It's that um, it's like the main villain of the kaiju series of movies and things. It's it's the, the three-headed Hydra thing. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that Ghidorah? looks super strange. Yep, that's the that? one. You're What's the name? You're talking about Ghidorah, right? Yes, yes. He, like, you got three heads. You got a big belly. You got two legs and no arms. It looks so strange to me. Well, best part in, like, Godzilla versus King, not really a spoiler, when they're like, oh, Ghidorah, like, he's so big that for the heads to talk to one another, like, for it to go, like, through the nervous system, it would take too long, so it was all, like, telepathic. And I was like, whoa, I don't, <laughs> that's really dumb, but I love it. <laughs> Ghidorah is some cool fucking shit. I mean, I'm looking at pictures right now, and he is just cool as shit. He is the... He, I mean, he's got to be, like, one of the coolest... He, he looks like something out of a Magic the Gathering card, first of all. But, like, it's kind of amazing Godzilla even takes on Ghidorah because he's so fucking huge. I mean, he is so big. He's, like, at least ten Godzillas. I mean, he's giant. And just cool as fuck. I don't know. He's got to be. He's got to be the crowd favorite Godzilla villain, I would think, if I had to bet. But um, it was okay. Like the movie, the fight scenes were good. Uh, but the story, the actual plot line in the overall movie was like, was like, I thought it was very bad. Um, Millie Bobby Brown. She never seems to get any better. Um, you know, I'm not here to talk shit on Millie Bobby Brown, but I just don't like her very much. Like I just don't think she's a very good actress. Um. And she kind of plays the same role in every movie. So, like, it, their, their role in this movie is, like, let's infiltrate the base and, like, find things. And it's, like, that was fucking Stranger Things Season 3. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same fucking thing. You're doing the same thing. Um, but, you know, I will say, I won't spoil the movie, but I will say that um, Godzilla and King Kong do fight two times, I think, two times. And there is a winner. So, in the in the old movie, there was really no winner, like... Uh, King Kong kind of drove Godzilla back into the ocean and then Godzilla just kind of pieced out and nobody really like died or anything. And then this movie, I feel like the winner is a little more definitive, but there is also kind of a surprise unexpected villain in the movie. Like I didn't really see it coming. Like I didn't know that was going to happen. Um, and it was kind of neat. So a crowd favorite, probably maybe a crowd favorite Godzilla villain from like, you know, years ago. So pretty neat. So, um, I don't know. I guess if you're in it for, like, the, the fight scenes and stuff, it's a great movie. And if you're in it for, like, any kind of a story, like, it's... Honestly, I kind of wish there were... It was almost like, why is the story even in this movie? <laughs> so, but... Uh, is your enjoyment of that good Godzilla anime, like, is it higher than what you thought of the movie, or is it about the same? Is that anime out yet? Because I tried looking for oh. it last night, and I couldn't find it on Netflix. It's I thought you started it. It's technically on Netflix, so it's not out, but I've watched a couple episodes. Let's just put oh, it like I, that. Oh, it was Mason. Oh, yeah, because I remember seeing a tweet. I wasn't sure if it was Mitsugi's or Mason's. It was mine, yeah. Well, I mean, pers- I haven't seen the anime yet, even though I, I swear I looked for it and I didn't see it on Netflix, but maybe I was just, you know. It, it's not on Netflix. Oh, it's not? No. Where would no, you watch I, it? So, a streaming site? Hmm. It's whatever. GoGoAnime.com. Who like or whatever. Who, we all know these sites. Um, I guess my thought is that like if the anime has any kind of a story at all, it'll be better. It'll be a better story than the movie was. 
But I can't imagine the anime having a better like fight scenes in the movie. I mean, they 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 probably spent a hundred million dollars just on the CG for the film. It's amazing fun, that this shit costs so much. Fun fact: I've actually never really watched anything Godzilla. What? <laughs> or no, I haven't. <laughs> oh come now! I haven't never seen any, like any kaiju movies or anything. Oh wow! I would say I would say Shin Godzilla is put all of their stat points into the human part of the story. And King Kong versus Godzilla is 100% into the big people fighting part of the story. So, yeah. like, those are the two, like, end spectrums of the Godzilla, what you come to the series for. It's just kind of, I grew up on Godzilla. I've talked about it before. I watched the cartoons. You know, I got a buddy that I grew up with who, um, like, you know, he, he, he had, like, the big plastic, like, Godzilla toy. And, you know, when I told him about the Godzilla movie, he was so excited and we like, you know, talked about it like a bunch of little kids, you know, because Godzilla is just like, I don't know, it's something that if you're like an 80s kid, especially like you grew up and Godzilla was a thing. And and uh, so I fucking love Godzilla. I think he's cool as shit. I was totally biased in the movie. I was like, I'm 100 percent team Godzilla. Um, I think it would be strange if King Kong won. (laughs) That would just be weird. Well, I was just not very powerful <laughs> i will say that like if i can say anything about the fight in the the fight in the movie it's that i think that king kong is like far more agile than than godzilla like on land um, oh yeah i guess so but like um but godzilla seems to be the more seasoned fighter like he's you can just kind of tell godzilla was fighting uh like monsters like for 150 years or whatever um but like he's just he's definitely not as he's nowhere near as fast as King Kong, he can fucking haul ass. <laughs> He's fast as shit. So, you know, it's interesting. You'll have to watch it uh, to, to get your... It's on HBO Max. You know, it's probably, you know, it's... Uh, but it's, it's worth watching. But the last movie was better. So the last Godzilla movie, which is like a prequel, or I guess it's the one before this, uh, it's definitely better. So I'll watch that one first. So, I mean, it's got all the monsters in it, which is a lot cooler. That's about it, you know. It was nice to be in a theater. I got my free popcorn. You know, I got my $5 movie ticket. And, uh, you know, it is what it is. It was nice. Awesome. Where do we go from here? Uh, Did you find the answer to our question yet, Caroline? Honestly, I don't think it's possible. Um, (laughs) There's just so many good episodes that I cannot pick Mm -hmm. a definitive favorite. Um, I just think that uh, it's the accumulation of a lot of great stories that I've learned because of it. Like they talk about disappearances and mysteries of the universe. And it's just really interesting. So I can't say it's it's the podcast as a whole that makes it my favorite podcast. Well, they've Is got there th- any like starting point you recommend or just say start at episode one? You can jump in anywhere. It really doesn't make a difference because while there are like kind of like running jokes in it, like, for example, they have the um, the way back machine or whatever they would call it, uh, where they go back in time to talk about something that happened there. That that's just a running joke, really. Um, also, a running joke is that Chuck tries to do Italian accents or certain accents that are just really cringy and bad. <laughs> um, and, you know, that kind of thing. It's anywhere you can start is, is a good place to start. I just chose to start at the beginning because I knew there was going to be a wealth of cool episodes to listen to. I didn't want to miss out on them. (laughs) You know what, Caroline, just for you and to make a fool of myself, 
I'll I'll do a a bad Italian accent in the main podcast. You today. don't have to do that. I'll, I'll slide <laughs> one in. We'll see how bad it sounds. That is not what I come to stuff you should know for. <laughs> <laughs> but it's what you come to this podcast for. It is not. <laughs> so, <laughs> you don't have to. Please don't. Please. Nope. Too bad. Putting it okay, on my how notes. Are you going to, how are you going to organically throw that into the podcast? I'll episode? figure it out. I'll figure it out. But you'll know when it happens. Yeah, I mean, this excellent. That podcast has like seventeen hundred episodes, so I'm not really surprised you can't choose your favorite. <laughs> it's like, holy shit! Like, I thought we had a lot of episodes. That's a lot. False. That's a lot of episodes. So, all right, let's see here. I, I had nothing else to talk about, honestly. Um, you know, I'm kind of working like three jobs at once at work right now, so it's not really. There's not much time to do. You know, although I'm still waiting on fucking Ozark. When is Ozark coming out? Hello. Thought it was supposed to come out like already, but but uh, so let's just go back to Mason with the art of language. I have nothing else to offer. I am I have been a lazy hobbyist. I am sorry. No sweat, no sweat. Well, I'll I'll make this quick. So the art of language invention. Did I even write that on the thing? Yeah, uh, is a 2015 300-page guide on how to become a master conlanger. And conlang. Is short for constructed language, and it is the process of essentially creating a language outside the realm of natural development, aka making up your own language and the systems and writing and all, everything that goes into it. So there are many reasons why someone might want to do this. Uh, the reasons that you and I and most people are aware with, are aware of, I should say, are the use in like fictional works. So think of like all the Lord of the Rings with J.R.R. Tolkien, with Kuzdal and Sindarin and all those like elvish languages. Or in the case of the person who wrote this book, David J. Peterson, he created the like Dothraki and Valerian languages in Game of Thrones. So this is a pretty fascinating book um, and it gets into like both the creative process of how do you go about making a new language as well as like understanding language in the real world to like use that as a reference but this book is very much written for people who are like i am all in on this concept i want to create my own language tell me how like this is more of a guidebook than a like light fluffy story because it quickly gets into this like intense technical terminology and extensive like look into like all the different sounds the human mouth can make and what kind of vocal flaps you need to consider to like achieve those sounds. And when I got to those parts of the book, I was like, uh, I'm not really interested in actually doing this. I just kind of want to learn about it conceptually. So some of it was a little too technical for my taste, but my favorite section, because I talked about this when I talked about like the typography guy a couple episodes back was he gets into the art of like creating a font and how sometimes you need to make fonts that look like alien like literally what aliens would use if they had to write so just kind of he goes into like the difference between like how the english and europeans use like an alphabet the arabic and hebrews use an abjad the like southeast asian countries use what's called an abugida and like the how the Japanese, which is like the only one of its kind, use this is like a syllabary system. So he kind of like goes through real life examples and like how that inspires his process. So if you want to make your own language, you have probably no doubt already heard of this book. 
Um, and if not, I, I don't know if I can strongly recommend it, but there is a bunch of little fun facts in there that I thought was pretty cool. So, for example, and you guys can try this at home and try it with me. I'm not going to do it because it will block the microphone a bit. But put your put your hand like pretty close to your mouth and say the word tall a couple times. Okay. Yo, do you really want me to do that? Yeah, I want you to do it. Tall, 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 tall. Do you feel anything when you do that? No. Silly. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> so when you say tall, you should feel like a little puff of air come out each time. Tall, 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 tall. Yeah. tall. tall. Yeah. I mean, tall. I'm, I mean, I'm breathing. Yeah. So now keep your hand there and say the word stall. Stall, stall, stall. Stall, 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 stall. I mean, they rhyme. Really? No, you shouldn't be feeling a puff of air. Stall, 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 making stuff like that so it's pretty cool um it's it's a fun little read but it was just a a little fun fact not not too much beyond that all right well Uh, mason's always bringing them bringing little like eclectic little little nuggets i will say though next week uh i'll be talking about the uh the playstation the play at home games that were released and those are available for free download until april 22nd so, if you haven't yet heard about it, go to your PlayStation, download all these like free games before they go away, and I just don't want to wait until the episode to talk about it, and then people say, oh, wow, these games sound fun, let me go play them. Oh, wait, they're not free anymore. So, go go get Abzu and enter the Gungeon and the Witness and all, all the free games that are available for you. Yeah, I know Ratchet and Clank was one of those. So. Yep, that was on there, Thumper was on there. Uh, Res Infinite's on there, a bunch of stuff. So go download those now, and then we'll talk about them in the future. All right. Okay. That's all uh, I had. All right, guys. Well, let's wrap it up here. We got a little extra to get ready for the main podcast today, so I don't want to uh, delay us too long here. But good stuff. I, I promise we'll come with more next week. I've been a bad, bad boy. So I, I, I might play some Hollow Knight this week, Mason. Yes, yes, finally. I might. So I downloaded it today. So, all right, guys, we'll see you next week on Hobby Addicts. Thanks again uh, for everything you do for us. We appreciate you and uh, continue with those hobbies. Have a good one. Bye, guys. Bye bye.